Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to a Rattledgen Broadcasting premiere podcast. Damn you, Hollywood. And I'm your host, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Rattledge. And tonight we are discussing Snake Eyes or Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins or G.I. Joe Part 3 or This Movie Sucks or Not Shang-Chi, whatever you like. And here... Because he asked to do this, and I signed him up for it, and then he had amnesia and forgot and turned it around. I'm like, I'm being made to do this. No, you asked to do this, and I can show you the text. Ladies and gentlemen, the prodigal son, Jason Teasley. How do you do, sir? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, Even though some of these movies are really jeopardizing money and your friendship. You asked to do this. I didn't make uh, the movie. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I still, I still think that I was. If I, if I asked to do this, it was strictly under distress. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you or Winfrey threatened my my kid or something. That, that's the only way that I, I think I would agree to do this after seeing the movie. Contractual obligation. That's what we're gonna go with. Yeah, I think this is one of the ones that Robert said he could tap out on, so it automatically shifted to me. There you go. That's like I said, I, I I like having a deep bench. Like, look, you've you've always wanted to be a utility player on the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network, and now you are. I've always been a utility player, not a very good one, but I've always <laughs> been available. Well, you're not drunk and or dying, at least not yet, not on this podcast. And we'll see. You know, but the night is young. We'll see where it takes us. True. This is true. So you you asked to do this, as I said, and we've we've joked about it already. I can move on from this now. Um, This will be the second time, in fact, today that I've made that joke on air. But I I did want to know when when you said, hey, you can put me on for Snake Eyes. Is it because like you were a huge G.I. Joe fan? Um, Were you at all interested in this movie or it was just like, hey, slot me into anything where Winfrey and Alexis aren't? That isn't a horror movie. No, I mean, honestly, I grew up on G.I. Joe. I was a big G.I. Joe fan. Mm-hmm. growing up um you know and surprisingly i was you know i was a big um cobra fan i guess you could say because for some reason i always gravitated toward the villains you know uh that's why me and winfrey gets uh along so good because you know he's a heel but i was i was a storm shadow fan and all honesty is legit i was a storm shadow snake eyes fan i like both of them i like the the dynamic of, of them, especially the backstory they had in the cartoon, growing up from what I remember, that went strictly out the fucking window in this. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I like Joe. I like, you know, I like that, just that fun Saturday morning cartoon that you could just lose yourself in, in the G.I. Joe universe. You had such colorful characters, and... Um, 
the villains who you know you can always kind of rooted for because I don't like really goody goodies. So that's mm-hmm. why I kind of I kind of gravitated towards Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow because they was basically mercenaries in the whole Joe universe. So that's that's what brought me to this. And then seeing this, I I had high expectations. The first teaser trailer came out. I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Boy, was I wrong? Um, yeah, so I, was, I, 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 I was a life. big. G- <laughs> I was a big G.I. Joe fan growing up, too. Not as big as I was Transformers. That was my shit back in the day. It's kind of like Transformers, He-Man, and then G.I. Joe, and then Thundercats, and then Voltron. Um, you know, again, I'm born 76, so I this was all stuff of my childhood. And I, I watched G.I. Joe. I enjoyed it. My dad kind of ruined it for me. He was like, a thousand rounds of laser <laughs> ammunition going in every direction, and nobody gets hit. What is this bullshit? And let's talk about Randy Macho Man Savage for a moment. Right, that's a whole other podcast. But um, so like he he um I, I never like because of that, I never really bought into as much with G.I. Joe. But I'll tell you, like growing up, I I'm the son of an army kid. My dad uh was in the military for a long time. His friends were all military guys. So like growing up in the 80s, and this ties into I think the problems with G.I. Joe now, we all grew up <laughs> with fathers who were military guys in the 70s. And I think the kids of the 80s, especially with G.I. Joe being at the forefront, really, you know, there, there was a, a heroism and a, um, you know, just what I'm looking for here. But the military was definitely made into this fantastic, uh, heroic thing that boys dreamed about doing. Like, I don't know if you're around my age, but I don't know if you had these as toys, like the little green. You, you know what? You saw them in Toy Story, the little green plastic army the men. Green- the Green Army Men, yes. I grew yeah. up in a military family, so yeah. So I had all of those, and we used to play with those things. Like, there was definitely in that era of time, like, the military was this great, big, wonderful, positive thing. <laughs> yeah. It isn't re- really that anymore, and I don't think kids see it that way, which is, again, is a problem when you're trying to push G.I. Joe as a, as a franchise. But we'll get there. In any case, that's how I grew up. Um, I didn't read the comic book. Though I did read G.I. Joe versus Transformers uh, when that came out, that four-issue limited series, which was fun. Um, I've seen all the movies. That, in fact, I, I rewatched two of them today with my kids, and we'll be doing a an examination of that in a few days on Long Road to Ruin with Sean Comer. Um, I've never I've watched G.I. Joe the movie. That alternative commentary is up in the archives now. Um, but I've heard like all the cool kids like the like the web series G.I. Joe Resolute. Have you heard of this? No, I have not. Oh, check out G.I. Joe Resolute. I've watched a little bit of it. I got to go back and finish it. From what I understand, it's like the best representation of G.I. Joe ever captured on any kind of film. So people die. So that means <laughs> I mean, people die. There's snakes as hands. Um, <laughs> there's a, a shiny domed guy who has a chrome plated head. So if 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 all this is true, I'm I'm all in. I'm buying into it. Yeah, yeah, I will, I'll have to sit down and watch G.I. Joe Resolute one of these days. But um, real quick, what did you think of, I won't talk about it too much because we're going to get further into this a little later in the week, but what did you think of the two live-action G.I. Joe movies? I know the big criticism at the time were, hey, G.I. Joe's a real American hero, not a real NATO hero. And everyone who was like just to the right of, uh, of center was like, fuck this shit. So it didn't start off on the right foot, but go ahead. Um. I, I wasn't a fan. I mean, I watched mm. them, 
But, you know, I, I really did not enjoy them because I think it damaged my childhood much more than Michael Bay did. Okay. Um, and we'll get into that, I'm sure, uh, a little bit later when I have some things to say. But, I mean, the movies tried. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. they, they at least made the effort. Uh, the first one... Eh, it was a swing and a, and a miss. The second one was was a let's <laughs> let's try this all over again with bigger name actors and a more convoluted storyline. And uh, I mean, it, it both were big swings and misses. They they yeah. had positive, some positive aspects, but as a whole, it was it was just I just wasn't a fan. Yeah, I um, I I think they were trying for. You're talking about a very Americanized IP. They were trying for a more worldwide audience because they wanted it to make big money, and they missed both targets. And I'm not entirely sure how you do GI Joe, a real American hero, for a worldwide audience these days. <laughs> not to mention the fact that I don't know if there's an audience for this now that isn't between 35 and 55. And I don't know how many of those 35 to 55-year-olds, unless you give them literally the cartoon come to life, like with no changes, I don't even know how many of those people at this point go back and watch it. So, I mean, just, and I don't want to get off on a tangent here, especially because I haven't seen it yet. But, I mean, look at what, you know, the new He-Man, you know, the He-Man was supposed to be no. for, <laughs> yeah, I know, the, the new He-Man was supposed to be for, you know, our age group, and everyone, our age group fucking hates it. So... I, I just don't know if it's like a disconnect between people in Hollywood thinking they know what us nerds want and not knowing or them not being capable of producing something that we'd like. Which brings us to Snake Eyes, T.I. Joe Origins. My problem with that is, um, and I don't know how, how soft people will be uh, when I say this. Mm -hmm. Is the fact that you've got a terrorist organization, but you got to pander to everybody, and you can't make the bad guys too bad, and you can't make the good guys too good, which is yeah. the complete opposite of the the property of GI Joe. The GI Joe is America is the greatest thing ever. Anything else outside of America is bad. We hate terrorists. Now it's you got to be you got to try to make things to pander to a worldwide audience and you're not going to do that with a very very pro american um property i mean it's just going to be hard to pull off yeah i would agree all right so let's get into snake eyes here a quick plot summary all right um a young boy is orphaned when his father is murdered. Years later, the boy has grown up into a talented and deadly martial arts fighter, driven by a desire to avenge his father. To conceal his true identity, he calls himself Snake Eyes, because the movie has to happen. A name inspired by watching his father's murderer force him to roll a pair of weighted dice to determine his fate, killing him when he rolled double ones, because things have to be forced into this like a turducken. Discovered in an underground Los Angeles fighting circuit, a wealthy Yakuza boss, Kenta, offers to find his father's killer if Snake Eyes will work for him. When Snake Eyes is asked to prove his loyalty by shooting a man who betrayed Kenta's trust, Snake Eyes refuses and instead helps the traitor escape. The traitor is Kenta's cousin, Tommy. Tommy and Kenta were both in line to lead the Arashkagi clan in an ancient ninja society devoted to preserving order and fighting evil. 
Kenta sought to kill his cousin, but failed and was banished. Grateful to Snake Eyes, Tommy takes him to his ninja dojo, like you do, in Japan, and asks that he be initiated as a member. The current clan centered, um, Sen Tom, the current clan leader, Sen, Tommy's grandmother, agrees to let Snake Eyes undergo three trials to determine if he is worthy. The clan's head of security, Akiko, doesn't trust Snake Eyes at first, but he wins her trust by revealing his father's murder and explains that uh, this is why there is no recorded history of him. Unbeknownst to anyone, Snake Eyes plans to betray his new allies like you do. Tommy's attempted murder and escape is shown to have been staged by Kenta in order to get Snake Eyes close enough to steal the clan's most sacred treasure, the MacGuffin. I mean, the Jewel of the Sun, which has magical powers, because of course it does. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, um, Snake Eyes finds himself increasingly torn between his guilt over betraying Tommy and his clan and his overwhelming desire for revenge. He passes the first two trials with his exceptional talents, but the third and final trial requires that he take on magic snakes. Sorry, his spirit to be tested by sacred anacondas who can sense if he is truly pure of heart. Due to Snake Eyes' secrets, the snakes attack him, but Akiko saves him from being killed. Confronted by the clan, Snake Eyes admits that he has not been entirely honest, but manages to hide the true reason he is there. As a consequence, he is expelled. Snake Eyes returns his in secret and steals the jewel using his knowledge of the clan's temple, delivering it to Kenta. Kenta explains that he is stealing the jewel on behalf of a terrorist revolu revolutionary organization, Cobra. Cobra, through the liaison, uh, liaison, the Baroness, has been arming Kenta with weapons so he can seize control of the Arashkagi clan. Snake Eyes receives his award for stealing the jewel, his father's killer, who turns out to be a Cobra agent. Having realized what his bloodlust has cost him, Snake Eyes spares the man and instead goes back to the Arashikagi clan to warn them of Kenta's attack because, of course, he does. Um, this is so stupid. Um, yeah. Anyway, almost done here. Tommy puts aside his anger and lets Snake Eyes assist him and the clan's warriors, including Scarlet, a member of the international peacekeeping <laughs> organization G.I. Joe, in fighting off Kenta's men. After Kenta admits that he has no intention of handing over the jewel, the Baroness forms a temporary alliance with the Arashkagi clan and Scarlet. With his men defeated, Kenta loses the jewel to Tommy, who in his fury tries to use his power to kill his cousin. Kenta manages to escape, but Snake Eyes traps him in the anaconda pit, where the snake devours Kenta upon sending his evil spirit. The judge, They judge Snake Eyes to now be pure of heart, sure, be, uh, for forgoing his revenge, and thus worthy of joining the ninja clan. After the battle, Sen ten tells Tommy that he is no longer fit to lead the clan as he broke his vow to never use the jewel. Except that, never mind. Enraged at losing his birthright, Tommy forsakes the clan. His family and even vows to kill Snake Eyes should they ever meet again. Snake Eyes meets with Scarlet, who explains that his father was a G.I. Joe agent, because of course he was. She offers Snake Eyes a chance to become a Joe, because we have to make sure that Luke and Leia are with the right people at the end of the story. Sorry, that different movie. In a mid credit scene on a private jet leaving Japan, the Baroness recruits Tommy into Cobra as he rechristens himself Storm Shadow, because of course he does. All right, Jason, this is your time. Get on the right side. You'll be godlike. Oh, so let's let's go ahead and let's tackle this. Uh, rule number one, the family jewel should never be used as evil. Uh, we want to make sure that, you know, you use your family jewels for good, not evil. Uh, this was a convoluted mess. This was a train wreck uh, out of anywhere. Let's start off with the whole uh, roll credits in the next in the first ten minutes of the movie. 
of how somebody how he gets the name Snake Eyes from a fucking dice game that kills his father. Yeah. Uh, I, I really I really love the fact that I was the only person in the theater watching this, and the manager of the theater has kind of got to know me. Because I'm pretty sure people in the hallway heard me go, oh, for fuck's sake, please. <laughs> uh, so so uh, when I was leaving, she, she just waved and gave me a little chuckle. And she said, how'd you like it? I said, if I wasn't here for free, I'd demand my money back. And she just kind of chuckled and laughed. Uh, but this movie, it, it was trying to be so many things. And it couldn't be one thing. Uh, mm. I, uh, the best part was I was really hoping when they dropped him down the snake pit and it showed the anacondas. So mix a lot just kicked in and, and started saying my anaconda don't want none um, because that would have been great. At that point, I also thought that they spliced in a, uh, a scene from Harry Potter uh, with the giant snake. I mean, literally this place was all, all over the place. It's like they hired a 10 year old with ADHD and forgot to give him his Ritalin as he wrote the script. <laughs> It had a good basis where it was going, but it went off the rails quickly. Um, and it could have been a good revenge story, and they would have just played it out slowly. But within the first half of the movie, you had betrayal. The Snake Eyes was, you learned that Snake Eyes is actually a Cobra agent. And, you know, technically Storm Shadow, or Tommy, who later becomes Storm Shadow, is actually on the side of the Joes. And that's just fucked up in itself. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just like, they could have done this movie, kept, kept, the, kept the basis. He saves uh, Tommy's life. You know, he's brought in. Don't try to have the whole love interest that's half-assed forced mm -hmm. with with uh, cream of some young guy in this. Uh, yes, I'm pretty sure that that probably came off as racist, but what can you say? But it's like everything was so forced. It was like it was like a uh, Hulk Hogan match where he has to get his shit in. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, the whole Cobra aspect, I think they leaned in too hard on. Mm -hmm. On it, um, trying to introduce, you know, aspects of the GI Joe uh, IP to be like, oh yeah, let's tie. Just so you know, this is a GI Joe movie. We need to have the Baroness, and we need to have, you know, Lady J. Like there are no other members of Cobra. There's no Doctor Mindbender, no Major Blood, no Destro. No Sepentor, no nobody. There's only been the Baroness and a bunch of nameless, faceless uh, Cobra agents. The, the This is how this should have played out. And we're, I'm going to get into something about the whole Snake Eyes character. If they would have took the Baroness out and made it the twins as like the mm -hmm. leaders of a crime syndicate, I think that would be an awesome. And because You're talking about twins, like Tomax and Zamot? Yes. Okay. If they would have been like the leaders of like a crime syndicate that worked for Cobra mm -hmm. and, and just leaned into them because they're well enough known characters to 
get that nostalgia, but they're not so so much of a big name that you're going to waste them in a movie by shoehorning them in. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could have done the Cobra aspect completely different. I think the Baroness was completely wasted in this. I was say, or what about like Zartan's fucking flunkies? You know, like yeah. the punk rock, uh, the, the, his punk rock goons. Like, just give them an update and make them, you know, and, and make them a, a uh, another rival gang to the Yakuza that's operating in Japan. Yeah, I mean, you could have just, but, but I think they tried to lean in too hard. Another thing that I hate about this, and this goes back to my coin-op days of playing a very popular video game, a Street Fighter. The... Uh, I read this somewhere. I can't remember where it was. The basis of Ryu and Ken was based on Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes because it mm. was a West. It was a Westerner, uh, a foreign Westerner, Westerner that trained with. They trained together, and then you know pretty much the the layout of um, Street Fighter. They go their separate ways. One gets egotistical, one stays true, and that causes it. Because up until this, Snake Eyes didn't wasn't seen. Sec. Romanticize. That's the word I was looking for earlier. Okay. We romanticized the American military. Thus, GI Joe was born. I'm sorry. Please <laughs> okay. continue. <laughs> but uh, Snake Eyes was never didn't speak. Mm-hmm. He was originally a white male who trained with Storm Shadow, and then they kind of went their separate way. They had a falling out, went their separate way. Storm Shadow became a mercenary. Snake Eyes was on a redemption path to try to bring him back to the 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 good side, the light. And they just always had they had respect, but an internal conflict. You felt nothing there, like mm-hmm. absolutely. There was no chemistry between these two actors. You could, there was like one of them, one of them could die, and you would have been like, the other one would have just been like, oh well, because they didn't have that, they didn't have that chemistry to play off of each other. It's like they all their lines together seemed forced. The facial expressions were deadpan on most line deliveries, and I haven't seen, I haven't seen a. And Robert Winfrey is going to love this. I haven't seen a more convoluted, not possible, defy all physics car scene since the Fast and Furious movie. That's the best scene of the movie. If you take a car off of a car hauler in reverse, it will not continue to go that same speed. If you jump off of a motorcycle while it's running, when you land on it, the weight distribution will throw you off balance and you may possibly die and become road pizza. This defies all logic and all physics. I really expected Dom Toretto to show up and pull up and say family and then just drive off. <laughs> uh, family. But, but, I mean, this, this movie... If they would have just picked a a narrative and just stuck to it instead of shoehorning stuff in, this could have been a really good movie. The action sequences were were very nice. Uh, mm-hmm. the The fight scenes were 
were believable. Um, but I don't think that they pick, could pick a lane to drive this movie home on. All right. So a couple of things. One, I, despite how stupid and how non, <laughs> like according to physics it is, I really do enjoy, like my kids and I all agree because my kids loved it. I thought it was boring and stupid. Um, and I was just like, well, I'm sure I'm going to hear it from Jason now. And I did. Um, <laughs> but, but my kids were having a good time with it. And, and, that, and then considering like the idea for a lot of these movies is to build new fans that'll be with them for years on end, not us old, old fogies. Um, successful there. And I'll tell you, they like this better than they like the other two G.I. Joe movies, which I showed them today. And that might be because I showed them to them back to back. So who knows? But um, I know the first one they did not love. And they prefer Snake Eyes better. Um, so, and it, But the thing we all agreed on is what I was getting at, was that car chase scene at the end of the movie. Um, that I, I really did enjoy. But I like a good, stupid stunt show. A um, couple of things that I... You know, first of all, I agree with basically with everything that you said. Uh, I feel like the story that they gave Snake Eyes was a single-minded pursuit of the man who killed his father uh, to the point where he makes egregious mistakes and break and you know causes problems with relationships and betrays people and then it's like oh well i'm sorry and then like forgives and then he finally gets what he wants he gets the killer dead to rights and he's like you know i'm not going to kill you because i'm not a bad guy okay <laughs> but everything you've taught every decision you've made has been bad and everything you've touched you've destroyed you completely messed up this family that brought you in and trusted you so what are we supposed to derive from that by the end of the movie? That Snake Eyes is a good guy that we should root for? No! <laughs> that he's a shithead. And it's like, I, that, that's the thing, is by the end of it, I don't feel like he's had any kind of a hero's journey. I just feel like this shitty guy got to this, you know, is trying to, like, the next, I'm more interested in now the next story that they're going to tell with these two, which they're not, because this didn't make any money. But, um, like, him trying to bring Storm Shadow back after he fucked him out of you know out of his family um, is a much more interesting story, and the basis for the actual actual quote unquote uh, story between Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow that you know Storm Shadow got passed over to lead the clan. Um, Snake Eyes was the favorite son, even though he wasn't the blood relative, and Storm Shadow got pissed and joined Cobra. So like. Again, and this is, and, I'm, I'm, and I've mentioned this before. I mentioned it with Cruella. I've mentioned it with a bunch of different movies. I really hate prequels. I hate this trend in Hollywood. It's never done well. A lot of it, you know, this went. This was right out of the George Lucas school of prequels, where everything, no matter how inorganic it is, no matter how unnatural it is, everything has to be forced into its particular spot so that it can be there and ready for when the story we all know picks up. I hate that. It's lazy, terrible writing. And that's so much of this movie. Um, the very, you know, and things like you, you, you send a contracted killer to kill a, uh, a military operative who's on the run. And he's like, I'd like to give everyone a fighting chance. No, you don't. No, you don't. You just go in there. Yeah. How he wasn't like they had to write this ridiculous beginning to get, you know, we have to we have to have a reason he has his name. Like it's like the Black Widow thing. She needs to have a reason to have that vest in Infinity War. So we'll write one in. Stuff like that. Like I hate it. It's it's awful. And so like we have. So he can't just be Snake Eyes because it's a cool sounding name. He can't just be Snake Eyes because 
he took a you know a vow of silence and he wears a ninja helmet and all of that and so you know he's concealing his identity no he's snake eyes because of the stupid way they wrote the beginning of the movie um again you create a situation where storm shadow is actually the hero of this thing and by the end of it he's a tragic figure and like you're supposed to be rooting against him because he fucking joins a terrorist organization except that by the end of this movie i'm on his side like yeah i'd want to kill snake eyes too i'm with yeah, you brother and that was what that was what i was getting ready to ask to see hmm. did it, this movie was so sympathetic towards storm shadow <laughs> right because because what what did honestly through this movie storm what did storm shadow do to all he brought in somebody who who saved his life treated him like a brother welcomed him into a exclusive basically japanese mafia wait i was gonna so, say i have a better like i didn't the ashkahagi clan the ashmagosh ashkashmagosh whatever it is like they're ninjas but are they also yakuza because this is the thing like he's working for the yakuza boss and then through through an ex a convoluted explanation later on in the movie i guess like the story there is they're they're competing for they're, they're cousins and they're competing for leadership of the yakuza and he there it's a twofold thing where he wants to shoot tommy in that one in that one scene in the beginning the big scene that's in the trailer that everyone sees but he also you know set it's a setup so that tommy will will trust snake eyes and bring him in so that you know they can they can steal the jewel but which I'll, let me i'll talk about that in a second but yeah. that's the thing. It's like, well, are you ninja? Are you Kuza? Are you both? And and here's the thing. You can't be both. They're not the same thing. Like, Yakuza and ninja, I, I understand to the degree that we're dealing in fantasy. It's like it can be what they want it to be. But it doesn't make any sense. Ninjas are not drug dealers. Yakuza's no, what, are. What I think it was, and this is how I perceived it. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. Was it was, they're, they're this... They're the the traditional ninjas. The cousin who was involved with the Yakuza would be taking over that to bring the clan in as basically the hired muscle okay. for the Yakuza. Uh, that's how I perceived it because he would get control of the clan, which would control everything between the two, the Yakuza mm -hmm. and the clan would control everything. He was trying to yes. intermesh the ninjas into the Yakuza. Sure. Yeah, and, and basically have them as as the muscle and that and don't even get me started by the whole um basket caves of knives in a truck uh <laughs> that made absolutely no fucking sense because snake eyes can't kill nobody but he'll sure the fuck run over somebody um um and so let's let's talk about the again everything in this movie is forced but let's talk about akiko who they invented for this movie and she's because, because every captain of the guard now has to be a girl by the way that's a trend in hollywood uh, you know, men who are typically bigger, stronger, you know, more physical, more able to do physical guarding duties. No, give that job to the women who are <laughs> who are typically weaker, not not able to perform those duties as well. They are always the captain of the guard. It's fine. Women, women and men are built completely biologically equal. It's it's it's, it's great. Anyway, um, so Akiko, who is captain of the guard, and immediately does not trust Snake Eyes. Her whole thing is. I don't trust him. He's an outsider. Tommy, this is a bad decision. Tommy, you're making a terrible decision. Tommy, I don't understand what you're doing. Snake Eyes gets thrown into a pit of snakes that are telepathic 
<laughs> and we'll know if he's telling the truth or not, have decided, you're a lying sack of shit, and you might be here to steal some shit, so let's kill you now. And she jumps in there and saves him because what? No, why? The whole movie, she was like, this guy is shit, and you're dumb for bringing him here. And when the snakes agree with her, she's like, oh, let's make sure you're safe because the movie has to happen and you're the hero in the title card. Yeah, and um, and the whole, the whole, how did you get that scar? <laughs> that, that and then suddenly, I got it the last time I trusted a guy. What the right. fuck? Are you are you serious? Because <laughs> men are do? terrible and they'll hurt you, Jason. Don't you understand? And then uh, somehow Snake Eyes went from living on the streets, being scrubbed, being a ghost on the streets, to becomes this underground street fighter. Then he gets a sacred sword and becomes the fucking sword master, fucking Donatello, <laughs> um, or Leonardo, or one of the goddamn Ninja Turtles. Who sure. is? How about the Highlander? Can we go with that? Sure, there can only be one. Mm. Uh, but I mean, then he becomes a sword master. Yeah. For, for, because it helps move the point along, or in, in your words, because lobster. Um, and it's like he becomes this like strategic fighter stealth guy when he when he was just a hood rat on the streets fighting underground before the yakuza recruited him. And you're like, you how did you get from point A to point X without yeah. going to anywhere in between? <laughs> I I can see why like Skydance and Paramount greenlit this, you know. Like we have this property, it's it's made money in the past. People know what it is, so let you know. Let's let's try to refresh it for a modern audience. And I think there was an opportunity here to tell an interesting story. I mean, I think I, I think the movie suffers from one poor timing. You know, this is coming out at the same time as Shang Chi, and unless you're like my son, who's like more ninja movies, please. Like most people are like, eh, I'll wait for the Marvel one. Number one, number two. Like I said before, I I don't I don't think starting with a Snake Eyes movie, um, unless it's utterly divorced from everything GI Joe and it's just about this guy, which was one way to do this. Instead of doing the Baroness and Scarlet, Scarlet, by the way, who's utterly ineffectual in this movie, other than yet an, yet yet another redheaded hero who shoots stuff and is you know. She's just she's just a perfect hero. It's fine. She's 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 fantastic. Um, but other but you know as a character as a human being, utterly ineffectual, um, utterly vacant. But anyway, um, but she was on the cartoon, so she had to be in the movie. If they had like no Scarlet, no Baroness, no Cobra, and it's just about the relationship between Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. Um, I think you'll have. I think you can start to build on that because I think as a point of view character. I, I think you can capture kids' imagination with Snake Eyes. He's a cool-looking character. You know, he wears all black. He's a ninja. He doesn't talk. He's very mysterious. His arch enemy is a ninja who wears all white and has two swords. It's it's cool to look at. And if you just focused on that instead of trying to serve all these other masters and some you know, and set this up for a story we haven't even seen yet, we only know about it from its previous iterations as a cartoon or whatever. Then I think this might have been better, 
but instead, like you said before, it served way too many masters. It was way convoluted. There's too much stuff forced in. And then, the, and then what we do get is because like, I could almost forgive all of that. If anybody in this entire movie had a decent relationship for me to focus on, they build like a kind of sort of romance with snake eyes and Akiko. Um, they, I haven't, you and I have more sexual chemistry than they did. And I'm sorry, nice. that's if you're good, <laughs> if you're going to have, if you're going to have a romance on screen, even one that's a, as sort of dull as this one, your character, your, your actor should have at least some sexual chemistry. They have none. Like he had more sexual chemistry with the guy playing storm shadow. Um, but, and again, just, just to kind of wrap this up and move it on. By the end of this movie, you should be in a place where you want to see more stories with Snake Eyes. So, you know, if you want to introduce him to the greater G.I. Joe universe, that's fine. But your audience should be like, oh, my God, this was so good. I want to see more Snake Eyes. Not, I feel bad for Storm Shadow. Snake Eyes is shitty. When's Shang-Chi coming out? Right, right. And that's that's something that... Um... These to be explored. I mean, you could have still had the Cobra aspect, but not beat you over the head with the Cobra aspect. You could mm-hmm. have just had the, you know, because honestly, when uh when they do the fight and they find the weapons ca- uh, cache, mm-hmm. and you just see the you see the crate with the the logo on it. If they right. I was gonna just, say that's what Marvel did. Right. Marvel would occasionally have like a billboard that says "Rocks on" in the background. Yeah, if you would have just like kind of just put like the Cobra logo places mm-hmm. where you could have just like, you know, just mentioning, you know, this crime syndicate that, you know, is, has a stronghold over the Yakuza and they're, you know, they're not, uh, they're a world dominating, uh, crime syndicate. Just kind of leave little crumbs throughout the movie. Right. Not beat you over the head with it. Say, look, this, ha- this is Cobra. We, we have Cobra. Look, look, over here, right here, right here's Cobra. This is why it's G.I. Joe. Here's Cobra. Right. I mean, and you're like, if you would have just sprinkled the sprinkled it in, I think you would have got a lot more. I was gonna say, my my kids don't know what G.I. Joe is. This is not something that's relevant to them. They barely know what the Transformers are. They have no fucking clue what He-Man is. And the only reason why my daughter knows She-Ra is because they did do a show with She-Ra on Netflix, which she did watch. But like GI Joe doesn't have a tremendous amount of relevance to like children, so again, you're in with kids now is to make the ninja stuff cool because my kids know ninjas; they go to ninja yeah. school, like parkour. Just... Um, like, but like that is a relevant term to them. So make this a movies about warring ninjas, and I think you've got something. And then you dribble in the GI Joe stuff later, right? And I think you have a winning formula. This was this just assumes that your audience knows what the hell you're talking about. And that is a bad assumption. GI Joe is basically a dead property outside of 40 year olds and 40 year olds want it to be literally the cartoon come to life. Not anything else. Minus Channing Tatum. Um, But uh, I mean, this is what, you know, this is, we're going to do a script doctor here. If you would have took, the the roles of the yakuza and you just sprinkled in some mm-hmm. operative of joe that recruited snake eyes to infiltrate this organization right 
they've already they've already established that they're they're going to be in bed with Cobra. So you have a a definite good side bad side, and Snake Eyes is just being basically playing a mercenary that's infiltrating to get intel. This fixes this movie a hell of a lot. And have right. the last scene. The last scene could have been, you know, Snake Eyes trying to escape to get back. He's he's discovered that he's an operative. He's trying to get out. They land somehow. His rally yeah. point is on top of a snow-covered mountain. You know what you're the story you're telling. Your the story you're telling is Donnie Brasco. This needed to be Donnie Brasco with ninjas. That would have been cool. But yeah, <laughs> like the the last shot being that you know Tommy, aka Storm Shadow, finds out, hunts him down before he can get out of the rally point on a snow-covered mm -hmm. mountain, and you have this epic one-on-one. -on -one ninja battle tommy is ready to kill him and then you hear the infamous line just for the fanfare yo joe <laughs> as a helicopter comes up over the horizon storm shadow makes a beeline into the into the snow because he's dressing all white he makes a beeline and disappears into the snow snake eyes is rescued gives the intel over right roll credits you, you have Scarlet be the contact for G.I. Joe and have her be like the handler and be like, right. you know, you can basically do a similar structure to this movie. She finds him fighting, but, you know, but not not the stupid revenge tale. Why can't he just be an orphan? His dad was yeah. a, his his dad was a drug addict. His mom was a dope fiend or a whore. They died when he was younger. He grew up fighting. He's been in and out of gangs. And now, you know, and now he. You know, because he has somewhat of a conscience, you know, he just makes his money doing, you know, underground fighting uh, and he's gotten like a bit of a reputation. Um, and that's when Scarlet, you know, finds him and says, hey, we need somebody, you know, who can infiltrate this uh, Yakuza clan that's headed up by Tommy and go from there. You yeah. know, and he wants to keep getting out, and she's like, "No, you can't," <laughs> because you know. And then you can even have it be like, "We suspect they're tied to this terrorist organization, but we don't know." And that's the point of your intel. We don't even or just want to take the, you know, we want to find out where this terrorist organization, it, what what it's doing, and how much control it has. Or even better, have the end be Tommy blinds Snake mm -hmm. Eyes, right? So he has to don the the helmet. Mm -hmm. And he takes a vow of silence until he brings, he, he sees the good that's in Tommy. Well, I was saying, didn't Snake Eyes actually have like a throat injury, which is why he couldn't talk? I thought he took a vow of silence. I thought I thought okay. it was a vow of silence, like the monk vow of silence uh, is what happened. I either throw, way, you could go I mean, either way. He, He's either injured or he took a vow of silence because of the relationship with Storm Shadow. Either way, we could go with we could go with a throat injury because you got mm -hmm. Bumblebee. The Bumblebee movie exists. Um, <laughs> it certainly so, does. So I mean, you know, same IP, same mm -hmm. you know, property. You know, it would not. It's not a far reach for that. But yeah, I mean, you could have fixed this movie to have the definite, the definite good instead of trying to make it as espionage, Ocean Eleven. 15 million twists. <laughs> oh my god, the stupid jewel. What this movie did not need was magic. Right. As soon as it was like, there's a magic rock, and I'm like, fuck you, Hollywood. 
There's a reason why we started calling the show Damn You Hollywood back in 2016, 2017, whenever it was, uh, where we made the conversion from the summer blockbuster series to uh, Damn You Hollywood. Because like Robert and I were saying it constantly, like, like why Hollywood? Why? Uh, you know, and we we're like, oh, that's funny. We should just call it Damn You Hollywood. But this is the reason why. Because everyone looks at Marvel as you know as the end all be all, and they're like, oh, Marvel had magic rocks. People must like in that movie made a billion dollars. People must like magic rocks. And, no, there's a magic rock in the movie. And the fact that, you know, you have, uh, and I said this in our chat, you have the geriatric woman that can fight ninjas off with a fan. Uh, you have the pandering that's more over the top than uh, Avengers Endgame with the three females taking on a room full of you know, in defense of that, though, that was the whole movie. Every single scene of fighting was 20 guys versus one or two, and the one or two always won. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was it was ridiculous. And the fact that, you know, you have you have Scarlet look at Baroness and go, I guess we can make a, a truce for now, a, right. a, a temporary truce. You're like, no, you literally, you literally hate each other, like. There's no truce. You would. Well, they totally wrote, but they totally the wrote that in there because they were like, "But we, there, there is some weird, there is some like weird affection in Hollywood for the Baroness, and like we need strong, sexy female characters, and we don't quite have enough in GI Joe for some odd reason. So we need to keep you wanting the fucking Baroness in there. Um, it's it's ridiculous. Um, but all right. I'm going to give you, uh, we've had a nice conversation, but we've been at it for, you know, about 45 minutes now. So I'm going to give you kind of the last word to wrap it up and then we'll jump into the money and then Rotten Tomatoes. But before we do, um, I do want to remind everybody that Amazon Music is one of our great sponsors here. And we are giving away a free 30 days of Amazon. Music. If you want to hear the cool song that was in the trailer, which, by the way, I played that for my kids. A lot of swear words, which I didn't know were in there because you only hear a portion <laughs> of it in the trailer. <laughs> but if you want to hear that song and you don't have kids around or you don't care if they hear swear words, it's on Amazon Music. Uh, so go ahead and click our link at Amazon Music get Amazon Music.com slash W2M Network, and you'll get a free 30 days and you can check it out for yourself. And when you don't want to listen to that anymore, you can find the G.I. Joe theme song because I'm sure that's on there or whatever else you're into listening to. Free 30 days on us. You don't like it, you cancel it after 30 days, no fuss, no must. You do, you pay the you pay the monthly fee like you would for uh, Spotify or Apple Music. It's a great service, highly recommend it. Your last words on this, sir. Uh, if you want to see a better origin story, which the bar is not set high, go watch uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Because no. it's a much it's a much better origin story than Snake Eyes. Uh, at least it has some sort of of narrative not a very good one but at least i mean yeah i actually defended that we didn't know we we very one of the the first week we were part of the w2m network was wolverine week and i actually because uh, that was we started off with with w2m network the week of old man logan so as part of the now defunct theme weeks that went on for several years uh that are now not going to be a thing anymore um the on trial for that week for Logan was Wolverine Origins, and I actually defended it. So you're not totally wrong. It's not. I think people may think it's a worse movie than it is because of what they did to Deadpool. But if you forget that or you don't know that he's Deadpool, it's actually not that bad of a movie. Yeah, I, I just uh, if you go into this, 
with nostalgia, don't. Don't. Yeah. Um, go in this knowing the bar's low. I said, if you're going this, you just want to see ninja fights. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, the the action choreographic is the best part of this movie. The story mm-hmm. is the worst part of this movie. So, uh, if you want to sit in, in a theater by yourself and yell, fuck at the screen, this is your movie <laughs> to do it. All right, speaking of fuck at the screen, here comes, here comes, here the, comes money. the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. All right, so this is now two weeks old. It actually came out the same week as old, but um, I was not home to do this, so this is the later week. So it's actually been two weeks in the theaters now. This had a budget of eighty-eight to one hundred and ten million. Um, this thing fucking cratered. <laughs> we yes. talked a little bit about this on the Jungle Cruise review, but so I don't want to repeat myself too much. But yeah, this thing is currently sitting at twenty-nine point four million. Uh, as of this writing, so two weeks at the box office, and it's barely made thirty million dollars on an eighty-eight to one hundred and ten million dollar budget. Um, this is a huge loss for uh, Paramount and uh, Met, you know, MGM, Skydance, um, and Hasbro. Not good. Um, no, not so good at all. It debuted at number two, behind Old, which was for Universal. It's domestic weekend take for that weekend, which was July 23rd to July 25th, was uh, $13 million to old $16 million. It knocked Black Widow out of the second place spot. Uh, that same weekend, Joe Bell debuted at number 11. Um, something called Camelot, first installment, debuted at number 17. Cat Video Fest 2021 debuted at 23. Once I Was Engaged, 24. Alley and Settlers, 27 and 28. Mandibles, and Without Getting Killed or Caught, 32 to 33. These are, A lot of these are like independent, limited release movies. And Hereafter at number 35, and then Victim of Love at 47. Um, just a quick look at the worldwide box office, in case you haven't listened to our Jungle Cruise review. Um, at 29 million, this thing currently sits worldwide at 50. Between the little things, which was which was day and date on HBO Max in fucking January, and Master, which I don't even know what that is. Um, it's doing better than Chaos Walking. Good for good for it, but not as good as Spirit yeah. Untamed at number forty three. So anyway, uh, for those that care, the worldwide box offices: Hi Mom, Detective Chinatown Three, Fast Nine, Godzilla vs Kong, Black Widow, Quiet Place Two. Cruella, The Conjuring, Impasse, and Chinese Doctors. Um, it, uh, like I said, it, this week the number one movie was Jungle Cruise. It's you know, so uh, it's even further down. Uh, if you go back to the weekend box office, and again, we talked about this already, but for you know, for those that care, um, the weekend box office for this weekend, it actually fell to. Uh, number seven. It went from two to seven in one week. Not good, people. That's that's usually <laughs> that's a seven, that's almost a seventy percent drop from where it was, and that and that's a and that's a change in the amount of theaters with a positive change. It added like nineteen point nineteen uh, theaters from where from where it was. Uh, yeah, this is this is gonna have the people at but but Top Gun Maverick better do well <laughs> because right now Paramount's not looking great. 
Um, oh crap, I can't look at this. You used to be able to see what uh, what studios were releasing what, and it used to be a fun chart for me to review, uh, and so you could kind of see like where things were per studio. But like on the one hand, I mentioned this earlier, Paramount did well with the Quiet Place Part Two, but like its other pictures this year, uh, not so much. Not so much. Um, just a quick look here. Oof. <laughs> I can't even it, find it, another. It, it, I can't even find another one bad. for Paramount. <laughs> it's bad. I mean, it's it's not a good year to be be Paramount. No, and they're they're a struggling studio anyway. We keep joking about them being bought by one of the bigger studios. I could see them being bought by like and like you know, Comcast, uh, NBC, Universal at this point. Um, you know, I don't know uh, how well their streaming service done. I know that they're falling over themselves to get stuff out, but like they just had a, um, they just had. A straight to they pulled something from the theaters and they put it straight to this streaming service and everyone hated it. So who knows how well it did? And that was uh, Mark Wahlberg's sci-fi picture, Infinite. I know they had the SpongeBob thing there for a bit. I can't even tell you what all else is on Paramount Plus. It's I'm sure it's struggling against like HBO Max, Disney Plus, and Peacock at this point. All right. Um, if there's not Jason, I'll give you the just a, a moment here to kind of. Uh, Weigh in if you got anything to say. If not, we'll move on to Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I mean, I've pretty much bam bamboozled this this to death. Uh, I've lambasted. I'm uh, I'm beating a dead horse now. Uh, what did you say? Beating a dead horse? Yes. Yes. Got to get your shit in. Uh, <laughs> yep. So, certainly do. So yeah, I mean. I, I had high expectations uh, because mm -hmm. of the nostalgia value. Uh, he is one of the the better GI and more recognizable GI Joe characters, so they did have have high expectations for me. First, the teaser trailer loved, got me excited. Here's a question Probably for you. Why I agreed to do this. <laughs> Here's okay. a question for you. Do you think this is salvageable at this point, or do you think GI Joe on the big screen no. is dead? It's dead. The okay. only way you the only way you could save this is to get a John Cena Rock buddy comedy with The Rock as Roadblock and Cena as Duke. See, I was gonna go with Gung Ho. I oh, think okay. I think I think they no. need a Roadblock Gung Ho buddy picture road trip movie. No, Roadblock and Shipwreck with Cena being Shipwreck. Oh God! Could you imagine, <laughs> dude? There I love ship. Do you remember uh, last thing, and then we'll move on? But do you remember that episode of GI Joe where Shipwreck like starts having uh, hallucinations? That's I my favorite one. A, I have not watched GI Joe in ages. <laughs> uh, I, I want to go back and watch all the uh, the dubbed mm -hmm. GI Joe GI Joe episodes. This dubbed. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to get with Jesse because I know I know Jesse has them saved somewhere, and I want to have him to. Give me the link because, um, what was it? Something about pork chops. It pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, those things were great. I remember when those first came out. But yeah, I, I would love to find the original GI Joe on a streaming service and just binge it. Um, hang on, because I know at one point it was on Netflix. Let's see here. This is all live, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking at my phone. Woo! Yeah. 
<laughs> Let's see here. G.I. Come on, stupid thing. G.I. Joe stream. G.I. Joe. Uh, uh, yeah. It is Amazon currently, Prime. It is currently available on Tubi. Yeah, I was going to say Tubi and Amazon Prime was something. So, um, so, yeah, I might have to watch that. All right, so let's get to Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the critical review. Are you ready? No! I said, are you ready? No! No, God, please, no, 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 no. The critical review is brought to you by Grammarly. Grammarly's AI-powered products help you help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly everywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes, while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. Again, it's getgrammarly.com slash W2M network to download Grammarly for free. All righty. As you can see on the screen, if you're watching the video, for those of you just listening, uh, the critics didn't love it. It has a 37% rating, but audiences were okay with it. 74%. I would imagine, you know, a lot of the audiences were like my kids, like, oh, cool, you know, cool car scene, cool ninja fights, not particularly giving this a tremendous amount of thought. Uh, costumes look cool, you know, so I would imagine that's where a lot of people landed with this. The critical consensus reads, far from silent and not particularly deadly, Snake Eyes serves as a step for the G.I. Joe franchise, thanks in no small part to Henry Golding's work in the title role. Yeah, he was fine. Um, none of the problems with this movie are his fault as a performer. Uh, the audience says, the story isn't great, no shit, and the characters don't make much of an impression, uh-huh. But a great cast and lots of entertaining action makes Snake Eyes a fun solo adventure for the fan favorite hero. Yeah, okay. So people were not giving this a lot of critical thought here. Let's see if any critics liked it. You know, not too many. It's a lot of rotten here. <laughs> but Stephen Prokopi of Third Coast Review says, fans of straight-up martial arts movies have the most to enjoy here, and G.I. Joe fans will likely be left wanting more. You know, it's... I have a feeling one of the reasons why Robert didn't want to do this is he is a huge fan of martial arts movies. And if he were here right now, he'd be pulling out what's left of his hair saying, no, the fights were not that good. <laughs> this was not the high end of martial arts fighting. No, we would have, Robert would have probably had an aneurysm watching this movie. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure he would have unfriended me and you both uh, if we made him watch this movie. <laughs> Uh, Rachel Wagner of Rachel'sReviews.net. Henry Golding is a movie star in this fun martial arts style action movie. Okay, that's not a review, Adam. That well, is a I statement. Would, <laughs> I would hope he's a movie star because he has starred in movies. <laughs> this, this, hello, Captain Obvious. Wow. Why are we not on Rotten Tomatoes if that's the bar? Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, me, you and Robert could definitely surpassed that review I, I have a feeling Holy shit uh tom santilli of movie show plus snake eyes could very well be the start of something special a cinematic universe that at least has the depth of character and storylines to eventually go toe-to-toe -to -toe with marvel with an albeit a smaller but much more fervent fan base okay but marvel started with iron man this is yeah. this is like starting with captain marvel 
No, this is like starting with um, Thor the Dark World. <laughs> okay. Bob Chipman of Movie Bob Central. For what the material demands, they do not put a solid they do put a solid script. Jesus Christ. For what the material demands, they do put a solid script to this as action figure ninja movies go. All right. Let's just move on. Uh, Jaina Manji of Age of the Geek. This isn't a good story or good cinema. You are correct. It's just good to see Hasbro coming to a better solution than Marvel did with Doctor Strange or Iron Fist. Oh, go fuck yourself. That's did, that's hey, a did he just say that's a Dr. virtue Strange. signaling thing. Yeah, did he just she's say pissed. Dr. Strange? He, she, or it, or or they is pissed that the 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 wise one, the old one, the magician one, whoever the fuck uh, the character the great, was, the ancient the great ones. one, the yeah. great one. The great and powerful Oz. Um, the great, the ancient one was a Celtic white woman and not a, an Asian guy. And there's and people are still pissed that Iron Fist, who has never been Asian, who has always been a blonde white guy, was a blonde white guy in Iron Fist. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I Ugh. mean, I mean, there's got to be a line that you draw where you stick to the IP and you right. don't and you don't pander. Now, granted, there's some things you can pander. Was I okay with the the great and powerful Oz ancient one? It doesn't matter to me because I don't give a fuck. It's it, she served a purpose. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like okay, we want him to be of Oriental. We want more women role, strong female roles. Okay, you get one, but she's not Asian. Wrong. Oh, but then, but then you get an you know we want we want more representation of Asian cultures. Okay, but not those Asians. These Asians over here. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you can never you're never going to make anybody happy, and yeah. when you when you try, you're going to piss another set set of people off. Nobody is going to be a hundred percent happy. So why not do what the fuck you're going to do? Don't fucking worry about who's pissed off. In a hundred years, none of that'll matter. Um, Kevin Carr, a fat guy at the movies, who we love to read his reviews because he's so he's so so very insightful. Uh, it's familiar, but it's a nice little action movie. Yes, it, it doesn't take much, does it? It's it's familiar. Well, it's got nostalgia <laughs> value, and it's an action movie. Back to you, Bob. <laughs> um, Ollie, <laughs> what's the weather out there? Raining <laughs> sideways. Yeah, that, that's what kind of, that's what kind of soup you making, Chunky? God, that's the gist. That's the gist of it. It's like let's let's take the most obvious comment we can make and make it and be be heralded as a as a reviewer on Rotten Tomatoes. Brilliant, just fucking brilliant. Uh, speaking of brilliant, Jean Kaplan and her husband Dave. I'm going to read them both here. Uh, Jean Kaplan and David Kaplan of Kaplan versus Kaplan. So here's what uh, Jean had to say: Other than one too many fight scenes, Snake Eyes is wildly entertaining and a true summer blockbuster. And for more of that kind of insight at that level, an action thriller that will satisfy a new generation of martial arts fantasy lovers. No, because nobody who really gets into martial arts movies is going to is going to dig this. This was blah for this was blah even for a ninja fight movie. Okay, so let's digest this. Um, <laughs> let's take a ninja movie and have fight scenes. 
yeah, that's the basis. Why would you bitch that there's too many fight scenes in a ninja in a martial arts? I don't think movie? there were enough. This movie drags at points like that. Like I, I, I was really surprised my son liked it as much as he did because this is the kid who watched the Channing Tatum one, uh, Channing Tatum GI Joe movie earlier today and was like less talky, more fighting. Like all right, but you got through Snake Eyes just fine. Yeah, I mean, it does have that lull in there uh, where. It where it has like a really good fight scene and then it just like has an abrupt stop right after it and just completely uh, derails the momentum from the fight scene. All right, so, last one. Go ahead. Let's go ahead and finish. I was going to say, if these are the reviews that people get paid for, we're yep. in the wrong fucking business. We really are. Uh, Damon Fudge of KCCI, Des Moines, Iowa. Snake Eyes is multiple steps above the previous two entries into the G.I. Joe franchise. As for the film itself, this is a serviceable popcorn summer entertainment actioner. I mean, <laughs> I suppose, but it doesn't That's mean it's like good the, or competent. <laughs> saying it's the best of the three is like saying you're the richest homeless guy on the street. Call us a midget. Yeah, I mean... There's a low bar. I mean, the, the bar is so, the, the bar is so low you could just basically trip over it. All right, that wraps it up for our Snake Eyes review. Uh, we're all no more for me, thanks. I'm driving. Uh, earlier today, we reviewed Jungle Cruise. That's up in the archives. Tomorrow, to as a companion piece to Jungle Cruise, we're looking at another. We've already done Tomorrowland. We've done the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Those are all up in the archives for those of you looking for reviews of the theme park attractions that were turned into movies we did seekers of the weird which was which was never actually realized as a theme park attraction but they took the sketches that the guy drew for the theme park attraction and made a comic book out of it so alexis hayna and i did that and uh as for a companion piece to the gi to this gi joe movie um we re-released our alternative commentary for the gi joe animated movie uh cobra la 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 uh, with Burgess Meredith as Globulus. Uh, that was a fun time. My kid running around yelling butt crack. That was the excitement for me. So that's up. Uh, Jesse has a uh, a more modern from, I think, Image Comics, uh, G.I. Joe versus Transformers that he did as a syndicated source material. That's up in the archives. And then uh, we're closing this out and for fuck's sake, moving on <laughs> from, from G.I. Joe. Uh, myself and Sean Comer are, in fact, going to review... G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, and G.I. Joe Retaliation, and that'll be up in theory uh, this weekend for you. And then that's it. We are moving on to Suicide Squad, and then Free Guy, Loki, and then at the end of the month, Candyman. And I think you'll be back for Candyman, correct? I'll be back from Candyman, and in uh, what is today's date, today's the third, in 12 days, man, you will be doing a triple feature. That's right. Uh, uh, Fatherhood, kinda. good on paper, and um, lockdown. Yeah, so we'll be. So I've got two more shows with you uh, this <laughs> lovely, lovely August <laughs> month. Um, so I'm really looking forward to the triple, triple play. Um, kind of got, kind of got the fatherhood one in there. I kind of really think that that's going to be something me and you will be able to relate to and have a really good discussion on from everything I've seen on it. Uh, and then Candyman, I, I I don't know how I'm going to feel about it because my childhood was tormented by the original. 
to the point where I, for the week after I washed it, I I had blankets or towels over every mirror in my house thinking that I was going to die. I'm not looking forward to this. I've never seen the I'm not the, the world's biggest fan of horror to begin with. But I do it because, you know, it's a genre we, you know, that you guys, the rest of you guys enjoy. And I can't say no to everything and then expect you guys to say yes to everything. That's not fair. So I'm going to put myself through this. And I'm also going to put myself through the first three Candyman movies because we're doing a long road to ruin on that. But I'm not looking forward to any of this. Um, and the only thing I'm kind of hanging on to is hashtag black folks. Otherwise, like, I have no reason. I have no reason. No, nothing that, like, connects me to this movie at all. I'm literally doing it for content and for the sake of the, uh, friendships and partnerships. The first one, really good. Um, mm -hmm. And the, the next two, sharp decline. I mean, Hellraiser. <laughs> Hellraiser type decline. Fantastic. Uh, all right. So... Um, so, so just to right. let you know on that one. All righty. And then in September, you're hosting an NFL tripped up trivia. Yes. Uh, so if, any, if anybody is listening to this and wants to participate, shoot me a DM on Twitter at uh, TZLEY822, and we'll see if we can get you on the show. All right. Real quick, uh, talk about your second and short uh, from the Cheap Seats Fantasy Football Podcast. All right, so you can find me. Uh, me and Tyler just dropped uh, our, I think it was our fourth episode. We'll be de debuting Thursday um, where we talk about all things fantasy football. I kind of revised the Cheap Seats uh, forum. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, on TikTok, anywhere you listen to any of your favorite podcasts. Uh, look for the short, second and short pod. Uh, it's me and... One of my league mates, Tyler, a uh, bunch of other league mates pushed us together, said that we do, we definitely need to do a fantasy podcast together. And I've not had this much fun uh, hosting from the cheap seats since uh, me and Jesse Starcher done it together. It is, it is definitely um, a fantasy football, something I love. So definitely check it out. Uh, hit me up on Twitter or Tyler up on Twitter. Uh, I'm TZLEY822 on Twitter, or you can look up Second and Short Pod on Twitter and TikTok. We definitely dropping content uh, almost every day on TikTok and YouTube everywhere. So definitely check us out. Cool. All right. That's it. That's our review of Snake Eyes. Thanks for listening. Uh, until next time, be well, be safe, and behave.